Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome new listeners to the Todd Glass Show. Before we get going, here's some stuff you should know. To tell if it's a bit or the truth from Todd If he says potato salad or swear to God Those expressions are comedic, little darling If Todd means the truth, he always says to George Carlin And on the topic of bits, let's erase any doubt Todd's almost always joking when he says edit it out The intro goes long, cause Todd's so big hearted Other podcasts in before his recorded on a phone but don't worry the audio of the show is at a higher quality you know the podcasters association voted the time last show with number one so well hello well look at us meeting here again it's May 1st, 2020. Tonight, you could say the evening of a lifetime. About two weeks ago, I did that show on Zoom, and we did it live to tape because I thought it would solve a lot of problems. Ugh. And I realize it's, it's, live is better. It, there's, there's a sense of excitement about it. So that's what we're doing tonight, May 1st. I'm doing it live. Same binder, same, same set, I mean, but it'll be live. It'll end up being a little different. Uh, and it's free, and it's on YouTube tonight, and maybe two weeks after that, maybe I'll try drinking, so it'll be fun, then we can see the effects, what is it like when it's live to tape, what is it like when it's live, what is it like when I drink, I've never done mushrooms, maybe that's the final finale, a few weeks from now, I'll do it on mushrooms, see how, how does it affect it, but anyway, nevertheless, tonight, Friday, May 1st, 2020, on YouTube. Get your houses dark. 
You know what to do. This audience, I don't need to tell what to do. You guys know what to do. So uh, there you go. Other than that, tonight is solo pretty much. I'm getting the hang of it. It takes getting the hang of. It really does. Just like when I started the show. You know, you look back at your first year, you're like, you more in the beginning, you're uncomfortable with the silence. And that never leads to anything great. As much as I like to talk, you got to be comfortable with silence. And I'm learning that. But I'm liking it also. So I hope you enjoy the show. Let's meet again tonight on YouTube. Uh, Jim Gaffigan even did like a little opening for me. I mean, it's Jim Gaffigan, so if he's opening up the show, I can't expect too long. But I did like two minutes. Two minutes of a little opening. Two minutes of a little, little, little opening. Alrighty. So there's everything. Enjoy the show. And goodbye. Why do you sound all depressed? Oh, by the way, remember what Mr. Rogers said. Look for the helpers. That is such a tangible thing. Look for the helpers everywhere, everywhere, every social platform in real life, just so many, so many, so many ways. I mean, the social platforms represent real life, but sometimes that's how we learn about them. All right. Mm, Happy birthday, Chris Farron. It's not today, but it was two days ago. All right. It's Chris Farron Day today. It's a solo Todd Glass show. The only guest is the host. And Todd is the host. Oh, if everything went as predicted, that theme music is still playing in the background. It's still there. You're still here. And then I'm talking. Maybe there's a little reverb in my voice. Hello. And the music fades out. Yeah, I'm solo, just like Joe McKenzie said in that song. That's still there in the background. And there it goes. Ah. It's the Todd Glass Show, everybody. How are you? How are you? Sometimes I don't talk about what's going on because I think you need to get away from it. But sometimes maybe it's good to talk about it. Maybe it helps you deal with it. But some people might be saying, I don't come here to help me deal with it. I already deal with it. Some people go, ah, well, what's, your, what's your slant, Glass? Hmm? I'm not afraid of silence. Last week when you weren't here for me, I got comfortable with silence. Like I've been doing in my routine for over the years. Hmm. Anyway. I am turning. I don't want to hear myself because then I, I talk different. I'm going to take the headsets off, everybody, for now and just talk. Can you light up a joint? And I'll tell you what I'd like to do to start. Um, hello, everybody. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're welcome to hang out with us for the next two hours. I haven't even eaten dinner yet. After this, I'm going to go eat dinner. I, last minute, I said, let's do the podcast now. If you want to know what day it is. It is Monday. What's the, what's the date? Monday, April twenty seventh, and it's uh, it's very very late at night. Why do I say late at night? That's not how I talk. It's very very late at night. No, it's <clears throat> it's very very late at night. 
Um, and uh, I decided I was in the mood. I was just in the mood. I was, I was, I was craving it. I was itching. I was itching all over. You got any lotion? Hey, you got any lotion? So I asked my girlfriend's brother. By the way, I haven't heard from my girlfriend. I'm so upset right now. I could cry, but I'm going to just plow on like I'm not even thinking about it. My girlfriend, she said she was going to Europe. This is a true story. Swear to God. She says, I'm going to Europe. Every, I think most people that listen to the show know that my girlfriend is a... Uh, it's, I'm so embarrassed to say it. She's a model for uh, igloos. And she had to go to Alaska, then Europe, to do a photo. <laughs> I'm tired of improvising. i will fucking had it already. So we're going to smoke a joint. Andy Frasco released his new... I knew it. All I knew is that I was so ahead of the game... I drove up when Andy was editing this, and he invited us to to the uh, to uh, to where they edited it. What do they call that? A, 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 a studio, which was a really cool studio, up in the hills, and the 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 guy who it was in his basement of his house, but it was a studio, like it wasn't just it was, and there were guitars signed from a lot of great musicians. I never get to do anything like that. I went with uh, I went with my girlfriend's brother, Vinny. I have to say it once in a while. Hey, Vinny, how you doing? All right, me. Um, no, I don't mean like in it. Like I meant like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? See, when I see him pressing buttons, oh, I like that. Okay, today's gonna be a great show because I'm in a good. I'm. Oh, I'm. I'm. Can I tell you something? I'm. Hold on. Let me take a hit. And here's what I want to do. First of all, I'm glad we're here together. I, I cherish it more than ever. We're together. I'll give you a virtual hug through wherever you're listening. I'll mush the fuck out of you. I always remind people that are not naysayers. They're like, I know what he means. He's, no, I'm going to mush you. So... Well, what's wrong? No. Well, wouldn't you put it out? Hmm. You sure? Did I do something to the end? Um, I'm going to smoke the whole thing. I know. Oh, by the way, to let the listening audience know, I took 30 milligrams or 20 milligrams? 20, 25 milligrams of uh, pot licorice. I... I and then I came in here, and we're smoking a joint. I'm relaxing. I'm not worried about the outside eternal clock of the what they call the world. There's so much I want to talk to you people about. I'm going to call Daniel Kino today, but but I got to move on. I'm I'm up against a clock. I'm I'm on a I'm on a clock. No, I'm just kidding. Why? What do you, what do you think, Daniel? He w- nah. Call him tonight. Throw him off, Daniel Kino. I did, by the way, folks, yes, he did. I did, he did call yesterday after I called him. Oh, I went off the grid. Shut up. Oh, he annoys me so much, and I love him. I accept him for who he is. But it doesn't mean that I can't. You ever have a friend like that? You go, look, that's who they are. You can either have them in your life. Look, if somebody causes you more stress than they do happiness, then it's time to beautifully get out of a friendship. What I mean beautifully, it doesn't mean you have to talk negatively about them every time their name comes up. Talk about the positive. If someone said. But 
with Daniel, even though he's got some atrocious habits, like not calling back and being off the grid, I just consider him like my brother. And part of that is, well, no, no, forget the brother shit. That doesn't mean anything. Because if your brother caused you anguish, then, you know, the problem with cutting people out of your life is if you're not clear-headed, you might be cutting the best people out of your life. I'm, do you want another hit? That's the problem when people go, you got to get negativity out of your life. Yeah, but you need a clear head to decide whether it's positive or negative that you're getting out of your life. I know. So that's the danger of that. If somebody hears the wrong person, they go to see someone speak. They said I should clear all negativity out of my... And then that poor person is clearing a few people out of the... But in some cases, you have a clear mind and there are people that you have to distance yourself from. And part of that is, is like, I asked a friend once, I, that Ke almost Dr. Kevin Sousa. I said, what if uh, that person dies? Well, you're, and he goes, listen, then don't talk negatively. If you, if, you, if you really have to distance yourself from somebody, uh, you know, God forbid, God forbid in that meantime something happens and you don't want to think, oh, my God. Yeah, if it's childish, get over it. If it's water under the bridge, then yes. But sometimes there are legitimate reasons to distance. Hopefully you've decided that it's a legitimate reason because many times people say it's legitimate and it isn't. But whoever's to deem that there are sometimes it's actually a healthy move to get that person out of your life, then you need to do it. But it doesn't mean you have to talk negatively about them all the time. And then, God forbid, they pass away while well, you're not talking to them. You'll know you didn't spend the last three years talking the negative. Matter of fact, when their name comes up, you told all the great stories. And if somebody asks... Hey, why don't you talk to that person anymore? You give him an edited version of, we just got to the point where we weren't doing each other any good. That, that's where you leave it. And um, I have somebody like that in my life, uh, but not Daniel. Because Daniel still brings me a lot more joy than he does the negative part. The negative part, I wish he would stop. I'm going to tell him to listen to this. Uh, because, but, but I love him, and, he, and, he, and he's a good friend. And I, and I like his girlfriend, soon-to-be wife. Oh, he was dating all these real wretched wrecks for a long time. No offense. But um, I like... Uh, I know he's not going to listen to this. I always think about that when I talk about people. You know that I do. But um, I actually like his uh, girlfriend a lot. And when I say girlfriend, I don't mean it like, oh, girlfriend. I mean significant other. A lot of times you have a dear friend. Sometimes it's you've known this girl forever, and then she gets a boyfriend. Sometimes you know a girl, she gets a girlfriend. A guy gets a boyfriend. Somebody gets a significant other, and, you know, you, you, you'll do whatever you have to do because it's your, it's your friend's, you know, it's their partner. But when you really like them, oh, boy, that's a fucking bonus. And Lauren's great. She tells Daniel to shut up a lot, which I love. Oh, just when I think I'm going to have to. She's like, all right. Dan, what are you even saying that for? I'm like, thank you. And I think most of the time up till now, and I swear I'm not trying to be, I think she agrees with me like every single fucking time, if there is a little bit of a. And by the way, when, when I, I don't want you to picture our friendship. We get along. Like, I just get upset because he, he's some of these people. I don't call back, oh, my phone fell in a bucket of mud, you know, that. But I got to be okay with that. And I am. I talk about it, but I got to talk about it. But other than that, I'm going to call him later. And uh, so I'm, I'm in a great mood. I took the edibles. And, and uh, so Andy Fresco, so we go up to the studio. See, when I go right back, 
This is when Aristotle gives me so much praise. He's like, you're on fire tonight, he tells me. You know, a lot of times I never told anybody this. Aristotle used to pull me aside, and he'd go, Todd, I just want you to know you're doing a good job. You don't fucking do that. You don't do shit. You I'm talking to. <laughs> Did you think I was talking to the... I'm not really serious. And Aristotle never pulled me inside and said, you do a good job. Matter of fact, he told me to tighten it up. He started doing this thing where he pressed the, the eh, you know, that buzzer when he thought I was rambling on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Maybe I need that. Or it was a boring buzzer, he called it. That's the truth. Aristotle had a boring. Right. Aristotle had a boring buzzer. And if I was to, oh, hotel sheet. I was like, oh, my God. Anything I talk about. So I was back home visiting my family. I went to my phrases. What's about my Aristotle? We edited this stuff out. Matter of fact, play. Oh, I don't even know if we have it. Can you, can you find it where when I went home and I was talking about my trip back home? Oh, my, we edited this all out. But Aristotle just kept hitting that boring buzzer. Let me see if I can find it. Hold on. Oh, guys, I'm having so much fun back home in Philadelphia. It's uh. Just, you know, I saw my family, and they were a lot of fun, and, uh, but it was a good time, and, Aristotle, anyway, all right, I got a better story, I'm sorry, we, we, this, we'll edit this out, yeah. Yeah, so, you pause it for one second, so, yeah, yeah, this is it, this is it, so this is just like a 10 minute, I got home, I think it was Christmas. If it's a lot, what, what's it say when it's when it's registered in the uh, when you pull that file up? Turn it around. Let me see what it says. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is probably about ten minutes. I'm gonna play sixty seconds of it. I was just I thought as I'm a, he would boring a boring buzzer. I gotta start Call it a boring buzzer. Well, my mom, uh, she was. <laughs> Their dog had a litter of puppies, and uh, so they're so cute. And uh, so, but then my puppies, see, puppies is fun. Um, so they had six puppies. They're so cute. I love them. Then my sister, right? The, so the cat had kittens. The dog had puppies, and. and I didn't know what the fuck. He was very, he was, I, I, first of all, to have a boring buzzer, that's what I need. I need a reward buzzer. <laughs> that whole bit was, to George Carlin, I like making that joke, but what if somebody doesn't listen to podcasts all the time? The reason that's funny, Aristotle was, n let me tell you something. I'm enjoying this, but I also, like, I never, this is a good feeling. I don't have to say, oh, I really appreciate Aristotle now. I always fucking appreciate Aristotle. He was the best. He passed away last night. <laughs> he passed away. Um, no, and he's still, and, he, and, he, and we'll, we'll all be back, obviously. But, you know, he's not here in front of me. It's easier to compliment somebody. And although I found out he does listen to the opening all the time, he obviously, he, he I'm safe in the middle of the show, in a good way safe. Like, what if he heard this? I'm sure he wouldn't care. But he's, but to you, the audience, he's, he's the best. He's, his energy in here is always positive. Always just alert and part of the show. And uh, we, everybody loves Aristotle. If Ray Romano greedily didn't snag that title, I would have I I funded the show called Everybody Loves Aristotle. But no, fucking Ray Romano and that whole dipshit cast. By the way, 
Ray, everybody loves, loves Ray Romano. The reason I love that show so much because, well, maybe it's weird I'm breaking it down like this, but anything brilliantly written, whether it's an old, in more of a traditional old-fashioned show or the craziest, like, thing, you know, like um, on... Uh, why am I drawing a blank? There's, I, you know I love them. They have a show on the cartoon. This is the Cartoon Network. I'm going to play this out because I want people to hear what I need to do to get this out of you. And I love them, and I'm just spacing on them. But it's irreverent. It's weird. They edit Tim and Eric. Anything just with the guts of it being like having something, it doesn't matter. I'll like it. I don't care if it's It could be something just totally end of the spectrum and weird and quirky or just like a good old-fashioned fucking sitcom. Well-written, great fucking characters. And Everybody Loves Raymond does it for me. I mean, I fucking really like that show. King of Queens, too. I've said it before on the show. Sometimes I think they squeezed in some jokes they didn't have to as we grew. But when Kevin James is on that, I mean, he's always entertaining to me. Just just whatever. They really, ma they really manage on King of Queens. And uh, I'm forgetting her name. Everybody on that show I fucking love. And uh, they find some things that haven't been... You know, like interesting takes on relationship problems. Like, you know, just when she caught him cheating at the board games. <laughs> and they're, and it's, I, it just does it for me sometimes. It's just great comfort television. And it always, I know within 20 seconds I'm going to be enjoying those shows. I don't see them as much anymore because I, I don't have television anymore. And I did like it. That was the good part of television, watching some reruns of shows you like. That we're always on. All right, I'm just rambling. I'm having a great time. So if you're enjoying it, woo! Let me take a sip of my coffee. Don't go anywhere, Megan. I'm going to play that song. I have an email from Megan, and I want to play a song she sent me. Can we do that? Oh, this is great. I want to get this done before you leave. How long have we gone? Can I guess at 25 minutes? I hope it's less. What? That's great. That's not so bad. I got one thing out of the way. Okay, people. So let's light a let's. Uh, so I'm so I'm. You, you understand what's going on right now. So we're what's you know. Well, I, not that I just spent all that time explaining that, but I'm saying I did within that mix of all those things I just talked about. Said that it was a last minute thing to come in here and do the podcast, and then afterwards I'm gonna eat. And I love doing the podcast when I'm not starved because I'm not. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But when I'm getting a meal afterwards. So I'm just fucking feeling great. And I have a meal waiting. A deserved meal. A deserved meal. And by the way, if you ever want to try to use food for motivation, I found that it really works. You can't be starved. But if you I, look, this might be a no shit type of thing. But if you have something to do and you do it like two hours before you're going to eat, it, it's, it's, you know, it, it, it helps. As opposed to eating and going, oh, we'll do it after. Um, hey, some people can eat a dinner and then do a lot afterwards. For those people, this is not appropriate. But for people that go, yeah, once sometimes when I eat, like to, to work, picture working on something at like whatever, five, six o'clock, and then you're like at 8.30 or whatever time you eat. If you eat at five or six, at 3.30, four o'clock, you do this thing. You need two hours to do with a clean head. And then you're going to get a meal afterwards. And then a dessert. Deserved. Not, you know what I mean? Like four in the morning after you've had your first dessert. What I mean is I I'm de I deserve a meal and a dessert. That's come that, that's just a given right. 
free college. And desserts. Okay. So, um, so I'm, I feel very good. This using, knowing that I have a, you know, it's exciting to have like food's good. It's fun to eat. I have a meal coming to me. But what I want to do is stop. And uh, so, so we go up into the hills, and and I sit in on uh, as he's putting the finishing touches, finishing finishing touches on his uh, new record CD, eight track, cassette. Digital uh, sonograph, uh, iPod, uh, boo boo ba ba noise, and uh, it was really cool to be in there, wasn't it? They were like, it was like the, up in the hills, a really nice house, and underneath, like I said, a recording studio, guitars hanging everywhere from a lot of cool people, and just like, like you would see in a movie, right? And we listened to every single song. Now, how many songs? I don't, I don't remember how many songs, but I liked them. I liked a lot of them. I mean, I was like, some of them, like, this just, it was, and it was, and it was fun to hear what he wanted to change. I even threw in a few of my own ideas. About, I threw in ten ideas. Oh, not there. I waited till I was Vinny in the car. I said, why can't he put a trombone in there? Is he, what's he being a cheap fuck for? I'm gonna make Andy Fresco listen to this whole show. I go, I talk about you the whole episode. You know, just so he combs through it. You know, it's funny. You know what that says more about me than it says about him. He says, that's what I would do. I'm not stupid, but it's not what I would do. No, it is what I would do. Oh, if somebody said, somebody said really nice things about you, sometimes it's nice to go hear them, you know, because it makes you feel better about who you are. It's not like I'm walking around, ain't I great? Does anybody want to say good things about me? I'll go listen to you talk about me. Sometimes you figure out who you are by what other people say, and it gives you confidence. When I hear other comedians if they ever do say my name on another podcast and talk about me, sometimes, first of all, it always feels great because it's your fellow comedians and nothing, uh, it's just a given. From fellow comedians, it's just, it's just, it's extra special. And uh, sometimes, like, you figure out, like, oh, okay, they said it better than I could do it. That helps me be better. Oh, that, that helps me be better hearing that. So, yeah, it sounds like you're just running over. I know Blake Wexler listens to every, well, him, it's sad. And you said, my girlfriend's brother said it a long time ago. I'm not putting words in his mouth. She goes, Blake Wexler needs help because all he does is listen to you talk about him on the podcast. I'm bored of myself. What am I supposed to do? A minute ago, I, everything was going great. Now I'm bored of myself. So what I'd like to do is uh, listen to, look, folks, I'm just trying to be a good man. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to be a good man. I'm trying. Here's one of the new ones. Dancing all over the fucking place like maniacs.
this is fucking great. It's a small town when you called me out. You told all our friends. Now the truth is out. Oh no, there's no one else to blame. I could lie to you, be lying to you again and again and again. It's taken all this time to be a good man. You know what they say? Can't let the devil go leave my past back in the past. Be a good man, never looking back again. For legal reasons. Ba da da. That song, let me tell you something. Crank it, it's good song. I, you hear a lot of buzz? No? You're good? There's a lot of, uh, I hate how they feathered that back in. I could do better than that. But you know what? I gotta admit my mistakes. What's that song called? Oh, yeah. I gotta be a good, I'm trying to be a good man. What? Good man. Okay, definitely want to talk to him about changing the name of that. Is it too late for... I don't know the music business, but just give me a yes or no. Is it too late? Just to uh, listen to the question before you... Uh, is it too late to change the title of the new release? It, you're looking like it is. Yeah, okay. All right. You know what? I like it. I do like it. The name... What, what is it called again? Be a good man? You know what he should have called it? Good man. Oh, he does call it. Oh, well, he took my advice. Andy, you fucking fuck. Andy fucking Fresco, everybody. Andy fucking Fresco. That's right. Andy Fresco. Andy fucking Fresco. <laughs> Andy Fresco. That's right, everybody. It's Andy Fresco. Andy fucking Fresco. Well, look who it is. Andy fucking Fresco. Andy, 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 Andy Fresco. Andy fucking Fresco. Look at him. I'm Andy Fresco. Andy Fresco. Look at him. Sitting up in his big mansion. This is Andy Fresco. Andy fucking Fresco. I don't like his music. I There, I said it. I'm tired of hiding. It's tired of being full of shit. Just it's lately a lot of his songs are rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> I want to play. It's so funny. I don't know why it makes me laugh. After all that, a lot of his songs are rubbing me the wrong way. I not even I don't like them. What what are they saying? Be positive. I like a lot of uh, positivity. What's that called? Keep on keeping on. That's all I wanted to ever do is keep on keeping on. I love keep on keeping on. I'm Phil Nicholson. Who's Phil Nicholson? Oh, do we have a caller? Yeah, it's Phil Nicholson. Can you play some Andy Fresco? His new thing called Keep On. Just roll it in as I'm talking, and I'll fade out. I know what I'm doing. I'm having a fresh one all time. It's Andy Fresco. I'm going to crank it. I'm going to go fucking nuts. I know. Soak it in, everybody. Soak it fucking in. I talk too much. 
I got the smoke machine going. To George Carlin. See, again, I did it. I clip it right at the end. I know what it sounds like a smooth edit. Any sound engineer is going to know what I mean. Matter of fact, why don't you... You know what? I, I can't give all the work to a looper. The looper could do that. I just so far during the show had two times when I faded out of the music, and it, and it went slow, it lowered, it lowered, it lowered, and then it went clip. It, it's a foomp. It wasn't a, it wasn't a fade. At one point, it turns from a fade to a, a, an obvious... It should just disappear and go. But I didn't do it. Two times in a row. Send it to me done right, and then I'll play it on the show next to mine so people don't think I'm crazy. I'm not saying it's the worst thing in the world. But Andy Fresco, um, how are you? Could you go to my emails on the Todd Glass Comedy and find uh, Megan's song that she sent in? And everybody, I hope you're doing good. I just had a big, strong cup of coffee. Oh, I have more left. Wow. Oh, boy. Right? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And I'm just taking a second to look at... Um, food. Yeah, looking at what I want to talk about. Oh, Mike... Uh, oh, I, there's something else I want to find. You know what? Mike Kaplan uh, put out a uh, new uh, CD, record... And uh, I, I don't know, you know, I'm not. I'm gonna get caught up. You know, people know you. I don't know why I'm paranoid. Like, I'll say record, people will be like, "There's no records anymore." But then I'll go, "No, that's what they." Who cares? He put some words on a piece of paper that play. And um, I want to. I want to. I'm gonna drop in uh, something right here. Uh, we're gonna play a little bit of it, and then uh, go to Mike Cap. I'm sure if you go to his. Uh, I'm sure if you just if you, if if you hear it and you're like ah oh, I, I want to hear more of that, and then you can um, go to his website or go to his Twitter feed. I'm sure if you want to hear more of it, it's pretty easy to go. Uh, but let's play a little bit right now, and then uh, and then we'll uh, see on the other side. Sometimes you'll be in a bathroom, I bet, and somebody will knock on the door and they'll say, "Is anyone in there?" And then it's your turn. What do you do? <laughs> You're probably like, uh, someone's in here. And that's 100% correct. You nailed it on the first guess. That's exactly what they're looking for. Is anyone in there? Someone's in here. You can say that. But did you know that you don't have to say that? You know what you could say? 
is anything, literally anything that you say, we'll let them know that someone's in there. You understand? Give it a shot. Hey, is anyone in there? I love you. That'll do it. You could maybe say something meaningful and political that you care about. Make a point. Hey, is anyone in there? Black Lives Matter! Get a meeting started, you know? Get some solidarity going. You could give them some trivia, maybe, that you know and they don't. Help spread some information. Share education. Hey, is anyone in there? The longest sidewalk in the world is in Tampa, Florida. It's four and a half miles uninterrupted. This is the way that a priest sings. Not sure why if God created everything in the universe, including every musical note in every octave of every scale, he still prefers every Sunday to be serenaded with songs that have only two notes. In fact, it's mostly only this one note until the very end when it goes down to the other note. But what do I know? I am merely a Jew. Our songs are pretty shitty as well. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. That one's our biggest hit song. Sounds more like an ambulance than music. Dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Maybe that's why Jews become doctors. You could yell that from the bathroom is what I'm saying. Here's my favorite thing to say if someone says, hey, is anyone in there? No one's in here. They're not going to be like, hey, you lied to me. All right, Mike Kaplan, everybody. You know, we just to be totally genuine, we dropped that in in post because I couldn't find it when we were actually doing the show, so Aristotle just laid it in later. But, um, yeah, Mike Kaplan. He's always a nice guy. Not that that has anything to do with whether you like his comedy or not, but I think on top of that, he's always got a good energy. He's just always positive. It's, it's so appreciative. It's so appreciated. It's so appreciated. It's so appreciated. Did you find it? Let's play it. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it low here so I can fade it in. But this song did have a happy. I need happy music. I'm craving it. I'm jonesing it. I'm craving it. I'm craving it. I'm craving it. There you go. Are you craving it? How do you think I'm doing so far? Have I talked about anything of any substance? You think this show is necessary? Oh, I think she's hitting on me. Oh, my God. I knew I was going to run into a problem with her. Picture just being at a coffee house in France or a late night bar. Everyone's dressed like it's in the 60s. Oh, bringing a martini over to your table and marijuana. Yeah, this place that I imagining they'll bring joints right over your table dance them on over you know what i mean like just not dance but like that french sort of maneuvering with style and class like a flight attendant from the 60s boom nah you picture it attention attention your hamburgers are ready that would ruin that restaurant wouldn't it what if you're the guy, you got all the ambiance, but you yell your orders over a PA system? We got a hamburger with cheese ready over here on the grill, Carol. Heather, I have a clams casino ready. Oh, 
Lisa. We got some cheese fries ready. Lisa, we got some cheese fries. Is that very loud? I have headphones on, too. You. I might just play this the whole song. What are you checking out over there? Whether it's peeking it? Uh, you know what we should do? How about if we play... I want to I wanna play one more Andy Fresco song, but then I'm going to let you go in. Is that cool? Oh, you are? See, I thought you were... I just thought maybe you weren't. Wow. Pull your chair in a little if you don't mind. Is that wrong? I hate asking anyone to do that. Why do you think I like a chair pulled in close? Do you want to guess? There's no reason. I'm sick in my head. You're having fun. Having that funny... I thought, nah. Not in the bad way. I didn't even care. I thought, I can talk longer when you're not here. I'm worried. Lately, I'm not comfortable with anybody in the studio. I'll be honest. I think what happened is that now I can sing better when no one's in here. I, I'm not afraid I'm going on too long. I can't have anybody in here. The worst thing I ever did was invite people into this studio. Sure, it was fun. I danced around. But everybody always made me nervous. Oh, am I talking about that again? <sighs> So, we can stay for 10 more minutes. Then I got to ask you to leave. Plus, I feel better if I ask you to leave. Get out of here already. If you just get up halfway through and leave, then no. To George Carlin, that's fine, too. It, it really is. Remember what we talked about. <laughs> Let me have a little more of my coffee. And then I got some stuff to talk about. I'm going to talk. If you're, I think I have some good. If you talk about a tease. You talk, dude, does anyone talk about a tease? Hey, Megan, thanks for that song. I love it. It's just nice. It's sexy. It's sexy in a, in a just sexy way. Not sex. Not like, oh, 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 sex. That's sex. Sexy. Sex is, oh, that's sex. It's like, <laughs> no. Sexy is, sex is, you know, not, it's, it could sound jarring. But sexy. How do you how do you describe sexy? Sex, sex. Who knows? But sexy is like. Uh, how do you say? I mean, uh, it is uh, very. It just says it. You don't gotta. You don't have to like say to yourself like, "What is it?" When you hear it, you know it. It's like a cafe in France, like I said, and all of a sudden. Oh, shut up. Smile. I mean, really smile. Oh. Why can't... Can I pause it for a second? I'm, I'm being very serious. Can you pause it for one second? First of all, you is that hitting you, the pot food? I like it. But I just had a feeling... The band, like when, I, when I'm on the road with the band, I really did think about it. I heard this song. Whenever I hear music now, I think, how could I use it? If I had three or four guys with me, uh, or, or a, a woman, guys, whoever it is, there's been a few times we've had it. We had a woman trumpet player once and a drummer. But it is mostly guys. But I should, you know, I could, I could change that. I just got to work harder, do a little more, just go out of my way. And next thing you know, you know, you know, oh, actually, I know seven drummers now or trumpet players or whatever the fuck they play. These ladies today, I mean, they're crazy. They're unbelievable. They're doing all types of shit. Uh, okay, so so this song, and I play it, and the band learns it enough 
to mumble along with it. Picture that. You come to see a show. It goes dark. I do my announcement, and I go, other than that, folks, it's showtime. And for everybody in the band, they don't try to sound bad. They try to sound as good as they can, but this, the, the, you have the pre-recorded leading. See, that's, I want an audience that goes, fuck that, and it's tight as fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime. I got a lot of reverb in the band's voice. Hello. not such a good idea now that I think about it. Okay, so I don't want to do it anymore. Ugh, horrible. Worst idea came... No, I still think to George Carlin, that's why I love that word. Because right here, to George Carlin, yeah, I think it could be great. But I don't have the voice to match it, like even in a silly way. Sorry, I turned my uh, thing off. What are you doing over there? Futzing up a storm. I always tell people, I don't care if you futz, but i got to be able to talk about it. So when you hear me talking about your futzing, don't think like, oh, Todd's upset because I'm futzing. No, if, I, if you don't mind me talking about your futzing, I'm not upset. I put the onus on them because if they're upset because I'm talking about it, well, that's their problem. But to George Carr, and if someone's futzing, sometimes you got to futz a little to get comfortable. You turn it, you get your seat, you, it's going to take you more than three seconds. Futz, but let me talk about your futzing. It doesn't mean I care your futzing. It means it helps me get through the futzing by just talking. It's still content. So what were you futzing? <laughs> Come on, tell me. Shh, I know you don't want your voice. Let me put a defibrillator on your voice. Oh, he was getting... Andy, I hope you do listen to the show. You know why? Because this is you, Andy. You're, because he loves you so much. He goes, I was trying to get another Andy Frasco song ready. And I like it. I, I want to wait. Can, how about this? If, you, if you're getting ready to leave soon, then wait a little while and out of nowhere. Just pick a perfect opportunity and come in with a Frasco song. Now, what I'm going to do, I will be ready. So if, I'm gonna, but I'm going to put the volume up so, so it's up. So you don't have to bring it in. And then I could always bring it up louder. All right, listen. Oh, my God. Relax. Relax. How long have we been going? It helps pace me, people. Okay. It, does, it really does help pace me. Oh, now I see what we're doing. Is that, is that sort of right? Okay. God, it goes quick. I'm going to go in for the close, but it's going to be an hour close. 50 minutes. That's the only way I can close. I need 50. It's like Daniel Kino used to say, Todd, it takes you a long time to put on the brakes. Yeah, I need an hour. Well, I may as well get into the meat of it. Remember, you're going to just come in whenever you feel Dean with, with one of Andy's new songs. The, I think everyone knows that I have great affection for Andy. And the song, there's just a lot of great fucking songs. One, I think he plagiarized for me a little bit. I don't bring it up because I'm better than that. Doloff told me. Doloff goes, Todd, Doloff will never fucking hear this. Fuck you, Doloff, you pile of shit. Nobody likes you. Nobody does, Doloff. The reason I can say that is because what are the odds you're going to come to this podcast and listen to it all the way through? 
So Andy doesn't like you. I don't like you. Vinny, Vinny loves you. In all fairness, Vinny goes, oh, I love that Dolov. He is. He's just a great energy. I go, Vinny, he, no, no. You will not hang out with him. I put my foot down. And, 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 and Vinny's like, no. I just, that guy's got the best energy that I know. Nope. Andy, Andy's told me many times that Dolov is like, he doesn't know what to fucking do. I'm done. Shh to me. All right, so I was thinking about something. Maybe it's a no shit type of a thing. Did I say hi to everybody? Everybody? Everybody's great. People at home? Okay. Sometimes, like, something I think is specific for comedy, but may, might, be, might be more wide, you know, might... Like, a lot of times when I talk to my brother or people that have different jobs, a lot of them you'd be surprised. You know, it's different with stand-up. You'd be surprised how many things run over, like me and my brother teaching. A lot of the same things. And then you bump into someone else. You're talking about what they do. They go, you know, oddly, it has a lot. There may be a lawyer or whatever. There's a million jobs that, you know what I mean. Not a million, but maybe 30. No, more than 30. Less than 90. But definitely more than 50. Less than 40. Does that make sense, what I just said? I want to see if you're paying attention. Did what I say, is there any way that could be true? Like, n- no. Okay, good. If you would have said, oh, maybe. But what was that shake? He did a yes and a no shake. It's like this the thing they teach in the FBI if you're ever being interrogated. and he's, It's like they, you must bob your head equally up and down as sideways, which insinuates uh, yes and no. So you lets the, the, the person you know, the, get what they, the answer they want to think you're saying. Nothing I said made sense either, then either. About, I was talking about what didn't make sense, and that didn't make sense. Now me saying that, that actually is the most sense I've ever made. Because he's aware at these different levels, he's slowly talking about nothing. That's me talking about nothing. You're listening with everything. You listen the best. You're the best listeners. Uh, you're the best goddamn listeners I've ever had. I fucking adore every goddamn one of you. I really do. I meet you at shows... And I always like you, because I think we have, uh, um, I don't want to compliment ourselves, but I don't have to say it. You know what it is. All right, so I was thinking about something about that uh, when it has to do with not, like, wanting to grow as you get older and reminding myself. And it's really if you ask someone the last food they ever tried, you can learn a lot about probably their social issues, social stances. And I fall, I could fall into that. And I'm not saying there aren't people that ha- uh, are meat. They just have a simple appetite. I come from a family like, and I know like, you know, one of my brothers. He could care. He's so he doesn't. What, whatever you whoever you are be your true self and and I'm I'm just treat you like I treat everybody. I'm not you, know, you shouldn't be doing that. None of that. But he's got a hamburger french fry appetite. Just real simple. But okay. But I think the odds are that that you, that cuz I notice like if if you're if you're if you're a person that says, "Nah, there's no good music anymore. There's no new uh, comedy is used not what it used to be." Uh, kids are not what they used to be. Probably right along with that will be, hey, when's the last time you... I'm not saying you can't have your standards you go to, but when's the last time... It could be a year ago, that's actually pretty good, that you just tried something. You go, you know what, I never had blah, blah, blah. 
Because the odds are that if you try some new foods, you're going to end up... It's not about the ones you won't like. It's about the ones you will like. And you'll be able to go, you know what? I didn't eat beets till I was 40. So maybe along with that, to try to keep... Uh, it's a good idea even with foods to experiment. Experiment means literally a, t- a teaspoon of something. doesn't mean you have to have the whole meal. Something else means you might... I never actually had that. Now, I'm not doing it. I'm, my dad used to eat borscht. No, no, I don't need to fucking try it. So I get it. If you're out there, you go, no, I will never try it. And by the way, even if you don't do anything I just said, I don't, that's fine too. I don't want to set any more rules for people. I'm already losing people left and right with my opinions. If you don't want to eat anything new, I'm fine with it. I had a, I rethought it. I don't want to edit this out. Eat what you want. Think what you want, but change your mind. No, uh, I'm saying that uh, I don't know if there's any truth to what I'm saying. As I say it, there's probably people with very vanilla appetites have never tried anything new and are still socially aware. Right? You decide, right? I put that out there. Was I right? Was I wrong? Of course, that's what I do. I say things and then we give a chance, the audience, to decide whether I was right or wrong. It's the name of the show. Was I right or was I wrong? I'm not saying what I just said. I'm saying it as a hypothetical then you, the audience, listens, and you get to decide, does Todd make sense? Does Todd make sense? Or was he just talking to talk? Find out next week when we break down. Was he just talking to talk? Now I'm turning into like a sad one-man show. Where I go around. If I saw someone do that in a movie, that could be played fun or sad. You know what I mean? It could be like, oh, he would get in that studio, he would have a good time. And By the way, to George Carlin, if there's anybody listening to this show for the first time, normally I have sometimes a six-piece band in here. And it's electric. It's crazy. But now I move that thing over to here so I could hit it myself. And I, I love it. But if it was like, let's say... Like, I always say this a lot, like, to my girlfriend's brother. I go, you know, like, you know how you sometimes, like, I, I get it. I'm not going to have, when they do a biopic on you, is that what it's called? And, you know, sometimes they're, they're probably accurate. If the best ones are probably amazingly accurate. Where someone did a brilliant job of really being fair to that person. And then there's probably some that just, they even knew it. They're like, yeah, we'll make it worse just to, you know. You know, like, you know, would he, like. Just oh, just have me in here hitting the. At the end, it was sad for Todd. At the end, there was nobody. He would go in there to that studio, and it was sad because nobody was listening. And then it cuts to me. (laughs) Oh, it's my phone effect.
I had a friend, true story, friend of Blake's actually, went cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and I was over there when it happened. I swear to God. I swear to fucking God. I was at the house. Blake said it happens sometimes. She goes cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and she was the sweetest, nicest girl. If that's to me, that's fine, because I was there. And she, she just, out of nowhere, she just started going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. It sounded like this. Yeah. She was like, oh, my God, I need Cocoa Puffs. I need Cocoa Puffs. Oh, my God, I need Cocoa Puffs. I need some Cocoa Puffs. She was, only, she was, eight. She was eight years old. I need Cocoa Puffs. Oh, my God, I need some Cocoa Puffs. I'm only eight years old, and I really need some Cocoa Puffs. I'm going crazy. I'm going Cocoa for Cocoa Puffs. I'm only eight years old, and, I, and, I, and I'm going Cocoa Can somebody get me some Cocoa Puffs? I I happen to have some Cocoa Puffs in my car Because sometimes I hide them there so I won't eat them Which Is actually true <laughs> Dude, George Carlin. Well I don't hide them Somebody I know My girlfriend's brother I have to put some I'll eat it so we have like a bin in the trunk of the car And I like put some hideaway food Like junk food I won't eat Because we have to be careful I don't, I've only been to the store three times since, this, since about six weeks so for me, that's like, and I'm, we've been really good and careful. So put some stuff in there. But anyway, it's, it doesn't matter for the bit. But anyway, back to that. So there was some Cocoa Puffs in my car. Cuckoo, cuckoo, not Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, just some Cocoa Puffs. And I ran out and I got them. And all my... Well, I guess it wasn't crazy. I have a recording of her eating them. So I guess maybe you're going to feel stupid. But... That's not making shit flatter your ass, then go fucking home. My goal, as gross as that sounds, my, my goal is to make someone like shit because the sound effects get so aggressive all over the place. And boom, bang, boom. It's like they're like, they're sitting home. Who needs comedy? People don't want to think anymore. They don't want to think. Nobody wants to think anymore. Hey, everybody, it's Larry David. It's a show that keeps on moving. My show, you play a sound effect, I'll think of something to do. You play a sound effect, I'll think of something to do with it. Okay, let me do something with that one. Stop. Stop. I'll do something with that one. The potatoes are $5. That, there you go. Oh, uh, hello? All right, let's stop. I have a show to do. The Todd Glass Show. You're going to like the way you laugh.
right. Now I got something serious to talk about. Let me get situated. I f- why do I feel slow down? T- you have you have the perfect amount of time to go in for clothes. That means like sometimes when you go, sometimes when you go in for a clothes and you have twenty minutes, I'm like I want more than that. I'm look. Again, there was that's a great song, by the way. There's some of these songs are gonna like it's already a, like a revival to go see Andy Fresco. Is that is that okay to say that? It's like a revival because it just he just fucking values every goddamn second. That, that's you know the way when a perform go out this way so you let the uh okay hold on, let me make sure I'm comfortable here. Hold on, do I need to what? Yeah, yeah, but then you're you're gonna okay. Hold on, hold on, don't go anywhere. Everything's great. Hold on, I gotta get comfortable. Oh yeah, can I have that joint? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Pick it up a little bit, Vinny. Just a teeny bit. Not too big of a deal. Oh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Look at you. You look so good. You're adorable, everybody. So good in blue. I bet you didn't know. Oh, baby, it's a Valentine. Happy birthday to you. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. to see if it is uh, yeah, it's funny you choose to leave during this I'm just kidding I swear <laughs> how am I ever gonna know if it was on or off the fan is outside the studio it's just like a gigantic fan it's like four feet in diameter Hold on, I'll ask him. Was it on? Yeah, no, it was off. I can hear it go on. It creates a lot of white noise. It's like the size of... Hold on. Hold on. Ah. Hello? Put this down. Okay, so I'm by myself now. Oy, oy, oy. And then I got texted. It was, oh, it was not on. So it's like I, I think about everything, the show we did up to this point. What did the people upstairs or the neighbors hear? Out of context. You know. So now it's on. And it makes a big, big, big difference. It creates such a loud amount of white noise uh, that the neighbors don't hear 
in our yard you can hear it. Like when I turn it off, if it's if I'm outside of my yard, you start hearing like you know just noise of the neighborhood, birds that are late night bird or a distant you know people hanging out on three patios over you know. But um, sometimes I will turn it on. Usually I always turn it on when I have a podcast where it's right outside the podcast studio outside. Sometimes I'll turn it on even if I'm having people over and we're hanging out on the patio because just like, you know, we're having weird conversations and out of context could be like, it could be the most loving conversation where we're mocking something evil and out of context, we always know. We were like, can you imagine if you just heard that conversation, a patio over? So I turned the fan on just to create white noise so we can do our bits. And by the way, there's never any conversation that I would have if they heard it in context, I would be proud of every conversation I have. You know, as far as... Uh, a lot of times it is. It's like uh, on an issue. We're talking about an issue. That's, to, you know, to bring clarity to it. It's like we're sitting around, we're talking about, you know, just like same shit I talk about on the podcast. You know, we're talking about an issue. And then if you heard... If you knew what we were... Re you know, but out of context, you'd be like, wait, are they on the wrong side? No. We're like doing a bit where you're... You know, you get it. You get it. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to put my headsets on, so I am by myself now. So, no, I'm going to take my headsets off. But I was thinking the other day about... Um, the... Uh, uh, like, growing as a comic. And... <laughs> what is that? More text? And I think, when I say if you, like, I guess this is, okay, you, 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 I always say to my, am I, you know, I like, I have some areas now where I'll still ask myself, am I holding back? You know, just because I, 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 I came out and, and that certainly was an honesty that, you know, okay, but that does that mean that's a big one, but maybe it's a little thing. What are some stumbling blocks? Because I think to this is what i tell myself i i think it's true is like to want to be if you if you have to grow as a comic if you if you want to be at least like what i always say a good comic what does a good comic mean like that you grow you change and it shows in your act you're authentic you're authentic you and you have to be you have to grow as a person for that to happen too so you have to grow as a person for then your act to grow. If you want to be like one of those comedians that, uh, you know, there, there's just, you, no, there, there, are, there are bad comedians that don't grow. But if you don't want to be that, yeah, yeah, you don't have to evolve to just figure out a, a way to, to make a lot of money in comedy. No, 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 no. That, of course you can. But if you want to... Uh, as as you if you don't want to be that you want to be someone who is you know and whether and by the way when I say grow it could be an honesty about you if that honesty I always repeat this because a lot of times honesty it could be misconstrued as being dark that is one type of honesty to go to on stage and that's great that's a that's a, a a type that we all uh, really enjoy with from a lot of comedians they just their honesty on stage it goes. It, it, a lot of times it just means going a little bit dark and and and, uh, and and I love it when it's when it's done when it's done brilliantly of course though that's just a given no matter what style of comedy and then sometimes it's a silliness that I like for me it's probably both 
sometimes I, I want to talk about personal things. I shouldn't say dark, but, you know, pers- let's say it's personal. And then I like being silly, but they both can uh, benefit by going deeper. So even silliness doesn't have to be always, you know, uh, political or social or dark. It could just be a silliness in you. But I, and I think we, myself, I ask myself, you know, what could I do to grow? Am I, am I, where am I holding back? You know, where am I not being honest? Where am I full of shit? And, um, and then I do notice it from other comedians too, which, uh, you know, like you'll know somebody and like, you know, they're funny, you know, they're funny and, but they stopped growing at a certain point and then you watch them grow and you're like, wow, they're really growing. And then you go, you think, and, 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 and you love this person it's in your favor to want to see them growing. And you're just going, wow, they're at sort of a standstill and they're not a bad comedian at all. They're just not, something's not grabbing you. And you know they're fucking funny. There's all scenarios here. In my scenario, I've probably seen this over, over, over like a long time. Everybody notices that I'm not the only comedian. We all notice it. You're like, wow, I thought they had so much promise. It's someone you're rooting for. You know, you're rooting for them. And, um,. And by the way, there's also a ton of times where you see someone and they just keep growing and growing and growing and becoming better. That happens a lot. And uh, so, but then there's also something where you're like, and I think because you think, well, you don't have to be in touch with yourself to make a lot of money doing comedy. But no, you know this person. You're like, they don't want to be a shitty act. I hate saying that because there's such a better way to say it. And I'm lazily, you know, they don't want that. They want an act that, you know, uh, so I think to do that, you know, if your favorite act is Pat Oswald or Paul F. Tompkins, David Cross, you know, you, if you, if those are some of the co- comedians you like, you know, look, I'm going to say, yeah, I think then, then yeah, you have to be, you have to grow off stage to, to be that you have to grow off stage. There's other things you can do that you don't No, of course. But if that's what you like, if you don't like that, if you name other comedians, no, no, that's a different scenario. But I just tried to rattle through a lot of comedians. Yeah, you got to grow. And to grow on stage, that means you got to be growing off stage. So I think a lot of times they might, some, they might be a lock in their real life, too. Could be drugs, could be depression, could be liquor. Uh, but so you won't let yourself be a bad, good comedian. When I say bad, good, yeah, you won't be like those guys, but you can... Do it and have a tight show and respect the audience that comes out. You and do a good show and, you know, it won't be. But you, you go, no, you don't want that. So you're not going to go do that. But to do what you want to do, you got to get out of that block. All right. Baby. Sure, you got to take it in. See, I think here's what, let me let me talk you through the volume. Listen, here's how I like it to go. Now I'm gonna really try hard. 
See, I thought that that faded good. I don't like harsh cuts. You know, I don't like this. You hear it? No, that's no, no, that's not my. I'm not into that shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna call Daniel Kino, even though I know he's not gonna answer. Call Daniel Kino. And I, I'm trying to put the phone into this. left the number in there. Let me text Daniel Kino. Text Daniel Kino. What do you want to say? Okay, here we go. And then I'm going to play a message. Seriously, take my call for two minutes. Literally two minutes. I'm doing the podcast. To George Carlin, two minutes. Okay, there we go. You know what? Sometimes when I put my headsets on, it reminds me I'm doing a show. I think that's why I like to put them on. Is that weird? No. That's not. It is. It's normal. I'm trying to be normal, you know? I gotta. I should be just me. That's what I should be. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find myself, I gotta belong, I gotta be me, I gotta be me, do it or die here. Yes, I'm a full service show. I do everything. I tell serious stories. I break in the song. It's a real. It's real something to see. Okay, hold on. No. Okay, it's something to listen to. When I don't grow. Yeah, yeah. I got that call. Voicemail. Oh, let's play. I'm gonna play a message from Doug Stanhope. He, Doug's as insecure as me, I think, because I'm I'm very insecure. That's why I, instead of saying relax, I just go no, 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 return. Because uh, sometimes, and I just told him the truth. I said a few when he calls at night, I was. Wanting to hear his messages so I could play them. So I wasn't always picking up. So so he would leave a message. But uh, but hold on here. Doug, what's the most recent one from Doug? I hope you can hear this. By the way, I am now, for the phone thing, I apologize for last week. If this week it's just as bad, then I'm going to figure something out. But I, I have literally a bowl. Someone said put, put the phone in the bowl and then put the two mics. And I turned it up. But if it doesn't sound great. See, I'm afraid to call people. If, if, if this sounds great. Then next week, I can call somebody and have them on the phone for half an hour. 
But you can't have them on the phone for half an hour if it sounds like shit. And I get it. Just so you know, I hope it relaxes you. There's some stuff that you're like, ah, fuck. Now it's just it's it's hard to really enjoy. So. I don't. Thank you. Why he loves? Why, why would you? Well, I'm glad I'm playing this because it helps if Joe hears this. He'll be like, "Oh shit, okay, yeah." Sometimes that happens. Sometimes like, "Why do you think they? They didn't say anything bad." No. Listen, Joe DeRosa does. Sure. I don't like doing the Skype thing. It's usually choppy, but your face is so fucking gorgeous. Oh, thank you. He's very complimentary. Oh, animate me. I guess I always wanted to animate it, too. No. No, he's fine. The worst thing he is is, you know, he's he's drinking. But uh always makes sense. I mean, I get what he's saying always. I'm never like, what is he talking about? It's usually very sweet, you know, so how could I, how could I, um, or some, you know, look, once, I think there's like some, uh, obviously, you know, like, over the years thought, disagreed with, but overwhelmingly always agree. Sometimes he's brilliantly uh, explained, when his whole stance on the, uh, ah, well, I don't want to get political or social, I don't want to get nothing, you know what I mean? I just want to have a regular show. (laughs) I have bumpa doopy doopy and a boopy doopy doo. All right, so let me calm down. Hold on. Is there anybody who else I could? Uh, so that that was one message. Did I um? Did I play one from? Uh, from uh, hold on, Chip Chantry. Chips are always really funny. All right, maybe not. Blake Wexler. I wonder what his was. Uh, No, that's not him. All right. Well, I don't uh, have it. So there's that. Okay? I want to call somebody. I really do. Who should I call? Let me take my time. I was getting hurry, and there's no reason to be in a hurry. There's no reason. I'm not in a hurry. Are you in a hurry? Oh, my God. I'm out of stuff to talk about. I have to be where I'm at. Okay, what do I do? You didn't write. You thought the stuff you had would last you. Now, you know, you know, you know what I wanted to do? I wanted to go around YouTube and just listen to stuff with you. Go back to listen to Megan's song. But... That's why next week I gotta get comfortable because now I'm on a board. How hard is it to go to the to YouTube? Oh, actually I'm there already. 
Andy song. There you go. What's this? Sometimes it's just fun to like look at. It. Can I can I play something for you? Look, I think unless you want to be full of shit of music, you got to find something in every genre that you go, that's fucking amazing. Okay, there can be an exception, but okay, okay, maybe, 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 but but, and whether it's like something that is uh, current, or whether it's Engelbert fucking Humperdinck. So, and I think this is one of those things he does my way, like he means it. Hold on, let me let me ask. Engelbert Humperdinck, my way. And, uh, hold on, come on, just do it. Just fucking do it. Let me try it again. Engelbert Humperdinck, my way. You know what I realized? It says people's names because they're famous, because that means it's been said. Because, like, Michael Bublé. If it was Michael Bublé was just a guy in Florida, there's no way you're going to go into your phone, Michael Bublé, and it spells it right. Shut the fuck up. Right? So that's what I just saw. Engelbert Humperdinck. Yeah, boom. It's right there. Right? Okay, so I'm going to drag it. Look, I'm going to be afraid to let it breathe, but he fucking sings this fucking song. And the orchestra comes in. And let me tell you something. That audience stood. when they, I love when they... I, you know, when you're watching music videos, just show the audience. I, I can't get enough of... Stay on longer than you think you should. I love to listen to an, an audience and just see an engage, especially when they're engaged. When they're fucking engaged as fuck. Whether engaged means, you know, dancing or just sitting there and, and just fucking, like, looks like they can't fucking... It's, it's like, what the fuck? Like, they have been just delivered a show. Whatever era of music. But you can tell that audience, like, they are fucking engaged. Give me a lot of that. Give me a lot of that. And sometimes whoever shoots something, they do. And I'm always really appreciative. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. You know, what about a music video? Nah, I shouldn't even say. You know what? I'm going to tell Andy Frasco about this idea. Tweet at Andy. Just the audience, never the performer. Maybe an establishing minute and then audiences all over the place. Someone's done it already. Now that I think about it. But um, hold on. Okay, so so what I want to do is I'm going to drag it. I'm going to let it breathe. No, hold on. What the fuck? Is this just... But then again, too few to mention I did what I had to do it's about a 20,000 seat room. Probably about 15,000. I planned each on a course, each careful step. And he's 80 years old.
left and cried. Just let it breathe. Trust me. Share, Trust me. My share of losing. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing to think I did all that. And may I say, hey, you know what? Picture it's a bio, it's a story about you. And they're showing all your life achievements. And they're, this guy's doing the fucking, whatever the scene is in your movie that you're putting together. And you bring this guy in. You go, I want you to sing my way, but fucking shred it. Just fucking shred it. Well, how, do you want a remix of it? No, I want it old crooner style, but just fucking sing it like you lived it. Just go deep. It's for a scene in a movie you're doing. I bet you wouldn't. I bet, I bet you wouldn't be disappointed with, with this. Whatever you picture it, get into this with me. You picture it. You know the scene. Who is it? What's going on? Right, and then this comes in. Sorry. You know, I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, I wonder what it sounds like, you know, but he bellows it, you know. Hold on. You good, everybody? This this could be fun. Look, I like the idea of doing this, but I'm now I'm like, when I'm going to go look for songs, I'm going to be... Um, oh, I have a good one, and then we'll do this for a little while, and then we'll figure out a way to say goodbye. Well, let me text something real quick. Uh, hold on. Just give me one second, everybody. Do da da da. I have something I'll play for you, and then da 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 da. da. Then we'll try like Dan Steve Fine Arts or something. Okay, I'm just texting. Oh, da 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 da. Okay, I'm texting my girlfriend's brother. Oh, my girlfriend. I'm so mad at her. I haven't seen her in uh, three years. Well, <laughs> okay, I'm going to say something. Watch this. Tell me when it's ready, and I'll be in. Did you hear what I just said? That gives me, I love it. Because you know what? Now, I, 
can just relax out here and then go in. By the way, I cook 95% of the time. So don't think like I'm like, hey, you have that food ready for me. I, I, I doctor. Uh, he has recipe. Like he has like, oh, make manicotti. And it's, it's a recipe and it's good. But most of the time, and you know what? He doesn't complain about my food at all. So I'm not, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not bad. But I doctor. I, like, have ideas. You know, I'll put some of that in. I'll add that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll make angel hair pasta. There's no really recipe. I just boil the noodles. And then I throw in, like, a bag of vegan chicken. And then some pesto sauce. Or some, you know, pink sauce from a jar. Maybe I'll chop up some onions and add it to the sauce. To, like, I, I, I get it. Like, I try. I, it tastes good, but, you know. But then, then sometimes there's a recipe, and you know that's a different thing. Like, and that's fun to have too. Like uh, enchiladas I had like three weeks ago, and it was obviously a recipe that someone mastered. It was a very specific taste. It was really good. But tonight, I think it's uh, angel hair pasta, and just tons of vegetables, tons. You know, whatever. For probably frozen. Just put them in the pan with some olive oil. Cook them good. You can bring, with some olive oil, you can bring some frozen vegetables to life. But you got to, I, I think, you know, put, don't have to over-season them. Just some olive oil, even if it's just olive oil. But let them cook, and they'll come to life. I know you, like, you could say you're cooking the life out of them, but I don't know. When it's frozen, I go with a lot of frozen. You know, I only bought, I always, about, a, about the only time I bought can was the last time I went to the supermarket, and I'm trying to, you know, I only, I only have gone... What did I say? Three times? One, two, one. I think it's... Th yeah, it's three. Uh, because that's all they had, and I bought them. But I always like Frozen. Oy, oy, oy. Okay, so... There you go. And then there you go. I want to make sure I did everything on this. Megan, I love that song. Homemade. Homemade is always funny because, so, you know, there's different very I always picture, you know, someone's like very, oh, it's homemade. Oh, where did you grow the tomatoes? Well, I bought them at the store. Oh, homemade. Okay. No, no, no. I, no, I grew the tomatoes in my backyard. Ah, you have a pasta machine? Oh. No, I get it at Whole Foods. Oh, I thought you said homemade. I didn't know. Yep. I have tomatoes in my backyard. I... Bought a pasta machine. It's, uh, I love it. Oh, really? Is putting that together, Duff, putting the pasta machine together, building it from scratch? I didn't. The, the pasta thing that the pasta comes out of? No, I bought that. Oh! What, is a slave camp? No, I don't know where they make it. I don't know when, something that I'm putting in front of. No, look, no judgment. But I'm just saying, I'm not rolling my homemade dough that I know nothing but respect for the way the tomatoes were grown and the respect for the food. And uh, then I'm not rolling it through some... I don't know where this pasta maker had been made. No. So, oh, there you go. My screen went low because I hadn't used it in a while. And it really it darkened the room and it made me... It made me nervous. So, what do you think, everybody? You good? I got something else I want to play for you. Just, it's all right to 
Sometimes I, to George Carlin, sometimes I sarcastically say, you know, oh, it's okay to have silence. But then sometimes I mean it. Like right now, just, I'm in a calm moment. So just be calm. Just be calm. But I do like this song. I'm trying to think of, next time I'm going to write down songs. If this sounds good, like if I listen to the show and I go, oh, oh, I can hear it, then I will. But uh, here's another. Uh, Hold on. Da, 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 da. I just like the way the piano playing is here. I like to fucking play the piano. Play it. It's a cool fucking instrument. Fucking, you know, have it mic'd. And I know you might think I'm being crazy, but someone out there knows what I mean. And I'm talking about a good musician that plays piano. He's like, no, I see guys that are huge, but play the turn there. It's a fucking lead instrument. Fucking turn it up. I want to hear it. Play. I want it crisp and clean. I went and saw Billy Joel. No. No, I'm sure I've never been to see Billy Joel, but I'm sure he's what I'm talking about times a hundred. I'm talking mainly like a lot of times it's like, you know, maybe it's like you go to see someone at a smaller venue even. But I want to uh, I want to play this because it's such a it's called What Now My Love. It's the original guy that wrote it. Hold on. What Now My Love original. I'm going to have to say it again, but it's all right. You're going to have to. I don't like to say it into my phone as I'm on the podcast, but I will. What now, my love? Original. There we go. Okay. What? Oh, here it is. I hope it is. I'll give an ad. Here's an ad. Oh, it was all visual. I was going to let an ad play. No, this isn't it. Now, b- by the way, this is good music when you want patriotic music. Patriotic S, but I don't want to play Glory, Glory, Hallelujah. I have to get this on the iPad. What? No, my love. No, that has words on it. Give me, give me a second here. I think Sinatra does this pretty good, too. Oh, but it, hold on. I'll play a few people. Let's do that. I like doing this. Sinatra does it pretty good. I don't like applause. Uh, on We have to hear it. It's a noise. Now that you left me... Picture this. How can I live? Picture this. Picture you're in the front row. Get into this with me. Picture you're in the front row at one of these places where it looks like where he's at. Uh, it looks. It's what I always talk about. It's about 300 people, and there's a 15-piece mm, band, tablecloths, to the ground, and people are dressed up. Even that's the part I don't really care that much about, but maybe for this you get dressed up for it. What's dressed up mean? It could mean jeans cool pair of shoes and a bow tie and a t-shirt dressed up doesn't have to be a suit but yeah maybe you know i do picture this like people it's like it's a cool night out there's just drinks served that's it 300 seats 15 piece orchestra 15 piece band sort of like at doc uh doc uh in uh, san antonio doc um docs damn it people in san antonio know and i'm gonna say it wrong maybe i could I did stand up there, but it's normally a place where you go see, like, sometimes. Some nights there'll be 10 pieces. Some nights there'll be 22-piece band. Horns coming at you in a room that holds about 275 people. And it's, it grabs you like you've never been fucking grabbed before. And I'm gonna, I want to remember this, so I'm going to say it in post. So I say it right, and Aristotle's going to lay it in right here, and I'll make a joke about it. Wait a second. Why am I coming in and post? 
Well, you just heard me. I was trying to think of the name of the club. I couldn't think of it. That goes on for about 15 minutes. So it's called Jazz Texas. The owner's name is Doc, but it was called Jazz Texas. So now you'll know. Jazz Texas. All right. Back to the Todd Glass show. Currently in progress. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. I remember the name of it. And it just spaced on it because obviously I have great affection. And if you live there, go to see a show. It's amazing. The owner of the place, uh, he's in the band. And it's just, he plays the baby grand piano. And they, they are tight. And it is electric. And go see. There's different styles, different nights. But when you go, look, you can go and they have six pieces. And it's like, shut the fuck up good. But when you go in there, I went in a night early and saw it when it was, I don't, I think it was like 22 pieces. And that horn section, I mean, that is just, it's, it's fucking exhilarating. It is, it's not just great. It, great doesn't describe it. And it's tight. And it is, you know, it's, it's, and you sit in that crowd and you can have a drink and it's dark and everything's blue. And... It is something to be seen, and it's something to look forward to doing. I'm telling you, if right now, if you're like, what's, what am I going to do? When I, because it just, it pleases everything. It's like, it's like you know, the, the romance of the old days. You know, socially, I think we're better off where we are now, but there's nothing wrong with the style. Oh, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what it is. Uh, you know, it, Michael Bublé would be someone modern day doing it. But, you know, there, when, it's, when it's someone like of that magnitude, Michael Bublé, you go see him in front of like three, five, ten, twenty thousand 20,000 people, and, and, and that's something electric too. But seeing somebody, the, the same size band, but in a room that holds 275, that'll grab you and knock your... It'll knock your dick into the dirt. Uh, what if he... I, I, I want to say, go here and listen. I was talking about your place. And then I say that. But he knows I'm right. There's Sometimes there's a grit that you have to go to. If San Antonio, I'm telling you, like... You, you, if, if you go, if you go, you know what, I'm going to listen to Todd and I'm going to go. What night do they have? What's the night he's talking about? And you go, you're going to email me and say, holy shit, I can't believe that that exists. You think, yeah, I know. It's not, it's, it's, it's like big and it grabs you and you're like, wow. And yet you're getting to have a drink while you do it. You want, hey, maybe some people smoke. They go outside. They come in, they had a little bit of me- fresh air, a little bit of herb. That, but that's on your own, you know, I'm talking. But there, if that's what you want to do, do it. But there you get served a drink when the show comes first because the, the, the whole place is dark. And you're seeing something that would be just as big enough to see, be seen in literally a 3,000-seat room. And it's not too loud. It's just beautifully there. Loud, but clean. And it's just, wow. It makes you feel on top of the world. You're like, this is too good to be true. And when I was there, uh, the owner put together the band for me. Like, you know, he hey, he goes, All right, I have you, I'll have you a ba- stand-up bass player. And he was unbelievable. He goes, I'm on the baby grand. And, uh, and then I'll have a drummer. And they were like the nicest guys. I feel bad telling him to, you know, I don't know how he did, you know. I would go back there and and uh, and and break even. 
I'd take less money if he, you know, if I talked to him. He goes, well, because that's how much fun I had. And then the the green room. That sounds weird that I said that, but like you know, you just always wonder. You never know as a performer. Like, hey, how did they do? You know, because they promise you something sometimes, and and of course, you know, uh, but you don't know. Hey, did they do okay? You know. That's the type of place, if they said, yeah, well, you know, I'd go, oh, hey, I'll do it for a thousand less. Because that was such a great experience. I'm on, now, my, uh, shit, now it sounds like I'm doing a commercial to bring me back. <clears throat> Maybe it ended up being one after I realized that how much I want to go back. I want to go bo- back so bad and sit in on that the night before. I, yeah, I'd do it for less. And, you know, while I'm on the subject... You know, uh, of uh, that. And then I'm going to play some What Now My Loves and then we're going to say goodnight. Um, I was thinking that, like, look, you know, we're all wondering what's going to turn, what's this going to turn into, you know. And by the way, uh, you know, what's this, what's going to, you know, when they start letting people back in, so into a room. And I think what's going to happen at a place like that, at uh, comedy clubs, we know clubs that hold 300 are going to be able to have maybe 75, whatever it is. And some places will do it right, and some places will do it wrong. That's just a given. I think the places that do it right are going to understand how dark more than ever it's got to be in that room to disappear the emptiness and make everybody unite. It's going to, ha- if it's not dark, you, it, it, it's going to, and, and I hope that a lot of clubs hear this. I really do, because that's going to be essential. When you have a room that has 100, I hope everybody goes, we're taping flashlights to the floor, we're giving waitresses pen lights. That's how fucking important it is that it's dark. If it's not, this is the defining moment in some comedy club's history. I have defining moments in my career where they tell me, Todd, do you respect that audience? Do you want to be considered good? Well, then you, have to, then you have to go, wow, we have to understand more than ever when they do that, when they have a room that holds 300 or 200 and you're putting 50 in there, it's going to have, you have, unless you go, no, I want to those areas of emptiness, I, I want people to see it a little. That's what you're saying. If you go, no, of course, I want it to, any empty areas to disappear. Who's not saying that? If you're, if you're presenting comedy and you think you know something, you should go, of course I want those empty areas to disappear. Of course, I get it. I mean, we might have disagreements on this or that or where this should be, or you might be a little more you know, critical of that, but no, of course I do. Well, then fucking make it happen, and that's going to be some prep work. And if it means taping the flashlights all over the goddamn place so the staff won't fall, then you do it now. But with that said, the same thing at, like, you know, uh, docs. Doc. <laughs> I hate that I can't remember it. But I said it right when they laid it in. Um, but that place already does that. It's already dark. So maybe at a place like that, what'll happen, they'll be allowed to have, and this is what I'm recommending you do. Uh, Maybe let's say they're allowed to have 30 people. Well, 30 people might pay to see it, to be there. But what I'm saying is I would also pay to watch it at home. What what would it have to cost? And watch it knowing there's there's something, an extra layer that I add to it that I would recommend to the, and, and there's a way to deliver this that, you tell the audience to, to, to look at it from my perspective. There's a way to actually have this happen. So if, let's say it was my, it was my uh, jazz club. I would, I would you know, you, whatever it is, 30 people come in, it's dark like it normally is, and then you watch it at home and know that there's 30 people there getting to see that in a room 
And I only take that from when I used to watch uh, The Unplugged. And I thought, oh, my God, there's like, I think sometimes there were 20 people in there getting to watch some musician like, you know, the Rolling Stones or, you know, wh whoever it was, you know, Mick Jagger or Mick Jagger's the Rolling Stones. Like Rod Stewart, I remember seeing one. There's 20 people in there. Holy shit. That'd be fun to be in there. And that's how you market it. And that's how you go. You know, watch this. You know, be, be a part of this. And there's a way to do it without doing it like I just did it. There's a creative way, sometimes in just titling. But then you hope that people at home will want to watch that. And, and I think if it's delivered beautifully, they will. Do it once. Show them how. That's why I believe, like, no matter what, especially if I was presenting a live, ja a live music group to the audience at home, I would say, come in pre. Get your house dark. Oh, yeah, 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 you're damn right. You're damn right. If I was going to be, like, presenting something as far as music and it was just, you know, um, something like, um, what's some stuff I, I imagine them doing, like, a live stuff? Like, like let's say, uh, well, whoever it is, you know what I mean? We all see stuff on YouTube. You're like, you know, what are the ones that do modern jukebox? Like, those are fucking great. Like, if they were doing something live, which they must have, I want to I watch it. But if I were them... And I know they haven't done this, but it, so you get what I'm saying is that I think it's a good idea to say to the audience pre-show, like, you know, come in with a voiceover. Hey, we're two minutes from showtime. Get your house dark. It's often forgotten, but get it dark. And don't play it too loud where it's annoying, but play it loud like if you were here. Because I am aware of this. I'm hypersensitive, and sometimes I forget to I watch it. Like a lot of times I've said I'm, I'm watching a movie, and I'm like, well, why do I have it so bright in here? It's not even borderline. It's like bring, I'm not talking about when the movie's secondary, when you're like, no, we're watching a movie. And I go and I go, get up. and br So I can get lazy because mine wouldn't be way too bright, but it could be a lot better. When I, I get up whenever I do and I go, bring, oh yeah, man, when I get up, once I get up, then I'm going to do it right. So I go, okay, well, how would a movie theater have it? And it's always still way fucking down. In, in a cool way, whatever you're presenting something, remind that audience at home, especially during these times, get it Yes, come on. You have two minutes? That's a good warning. It says, get your house ready. You know that one light around the corner where you think, go do it. Get yourself a drink. I hope that, you know why I'm doing this? I'm not even going to lie. It's just so they'll do it so I could watch it until I can get there. But that was a special place. Can I tell you one more thing about it? The green room was where we hung out was in these uh, the, where the liquor cabinet was but it was so clean in there like just bottles of liquor everywhere but perfect and it was immaculate back there and there was like 15 music stands over in the corner and in the middle there was a table and there was a candle on it and they had food at that place that was uh, look i am doing a commercial for that place yeah halfway when i started talking about it i go why not it's fun to talk about but i don't have to go hey I'm, you know i'm not doing i'm doing a commercial i'm going off because you know, uh, the, the food was so, why don't you order food from that place, right? And then you could watch a show, and it's dinner and a show. Everybody just ordered. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm onto something. You go at home, you're eating the same food you eat there, and then you're getting the picture. Those 20 people are getting to see this. Holy shit. Put, I'll do a commercial for you. But anyway, but the food there was, it was, it was absurd. It was fucking great. Just really good. Delicious. You know when I say something's like 
clean. Like every dish is a very distinct. It was good. And the drinks were cool. It looked good. The staff looked cool. Eclective. And, and the liquor closet was immaculate. Like the whole place was. Makes you feel good to eat somewhere where you know. You're like, wow, they have a respect for food here. And uh, it was in the liquor cabinet. And it was so romantic. It felt like old school. Just we had we would all sit around this table, we have our drinks, and uh, you know uh, I he did it for me actually he we gelled the light in there blue so it just looked like sexy as as uh, fuck. So there you go. Wow. Doc Watson's. Well, I said it right already. And uh, there you go. Well, everybody. I don't know why now this is appropriate. Hold on, let me see something. Da 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 da. I, I'm glad I. W you know what? I'm serious. That started as just I wanted to talk about that, and then I'm like, halfway through, I'm like, God, I would like to watch that. And now uh, you could only eat the food if you lived in that area. But I wonder if there would be a way to like you're eating the food you would get there, but watching it. It's delivered in a way like get your lights. Like this is a package, and part of the package is we tell you how to do your lights at your house. We deliver the food, but even if not, you don't want to do the food. No, that's fine. You just make your drinks at the house, get sexy, and and get it dark and play it loud, and get to sit there and imagine it while you're having your drink or food, or your own food if you want, and watching twenty people, thirty, whatever's in there. What do you think about that? Hold on one second. I'm texting. Okay. And then, oh, let me. So anyway, there you go. Did I go off? I hope not. You doing all right, everybody? But for Sinatra, I'll play a few of these and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll call it a night. But Sinatra sells this song pretty good. It's a it's a good song. If you if the words, if you listen to the words, it's. Hold on. Oh, now it's not rendering. See, you can never trust it. Another day Watching my dreams Turn into ashes And all my hopes Turn into bits of clay Oh, by the way, that's where he's playing. Remember that place I set up? Holds 300 people? It's like, that's how this all started. Once I could see once I could feel At docks, I mean, though, when that You've heard trumpets, but when those other instruments The baritones that go deep They go deep like you've never felt it It's crazy It hit It's like, wow Oh my god If you went, if you died and they, they, they Let them, uh, you're like, what the fuck I, I did die, but that fucking that, I woke me the fuck up That's great well, I want to play. Uh, who else sang this? I want to play. A lot of people cover it. Sinatra just fucking. I mean, uh, excuse me, Elvis really uh, takes it away. I want to play the original guy. Now I can't find him. Why? Why? Hold on. Just bear with me. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up. Here it is. This, this guy plays the piano. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, and he's not like he's playing like probably, probably uh, like. It's just deep. He hits those keys and it's clean. 
I don't know why I like maybe I just you know but anyway so uh hold on I want to I want to talk over he's talking oh he does it in French and then he does it in uh in I think it's I hope it's I hope it's French otherwise I'm going to sound like an idiot French and uh, then he does a, a funny I never had to say like what we speak sometimes I, g- I get it a lot we're American we speak American right <laughs> But now, my love, now that you left me... I have no reverb on to George Carlin. Or can I live through another day Watching my dreams turning to ashes And my hopes into bits of clay Listen. Once I could see, once I could feel now I am numb, have become unreal. I walk the night without a goal, stripped of my heart, my soul. Et maintenant, que vais-je faire? Vers quel néant glissera ma vie? Tu m'as laissé. La terre entière, ouais, mais la terre sans toi, c'est petit. I get the joke, where's the piano? But I guess it came in later than I thought. Forget about the piano. Vous, mes amis, soyez gentils, vous savez bien que l'on n'y peut rien. Même Paris, Paris. You know what? It's uh, uh, who cares. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I, I remembered it differently. So, and uh, normally, like if Aristotle was here, that's the type of thing I go edit that out. But you know what? How about if we just listen to Elvis? Bring it home. Like just sing it. Like you know, what's the song about? You think I still know it now, my love? This is someone you know crying about their significant other leaving. Isn't that all it ever is? <laughs> I laugh at myself. Elvis, you know, let's let's go home. Let's ride out on this. So thank you. That was a lot of fun. I'm uh, going to go inside and eat. And uh, I'm just going to love it. I'm just going to be loving my food. So thank you. Is there anything you needed to say to get off your mind? Nope. No? You think so? You think You think you're good? All right, cool. All right, here we go. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drag it because I always feel so bad. Like, uh, you know, to you want to just get it to where you know where I think you know where you show where you show your your shitter get off the pot, right? So um, I think maybe right here is safe. I feel the world. Thank you, everybody. Here come the stars tumbling around me, and there's the sky where the sea should be. 
Don't give up on me. Mr. Rogers. It's you I like. It's not the things you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you I like. The way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys. They're just beside you But it's you I like Every part of you Your skin, your eyes, your feelings Whether old or new And I hope that you'll remember Even when you're feeling blue That it's you I like It's you yourself It's you It's you It's you I like It's you I like. 